0: Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into the cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. On this show, we'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. I'm Connor Swam, CEO of Finsecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Gone Fishing. I'm your host, Connor, CEO at FINN, and we are joined once again by Nick Wolf. although he's in some new colors right now. He is the Director of Partner Acquisition at Court. Nick, how are you?
1: Doing great. Thanks for having me on again. Appreciate being
0: here. Oh, anytime. Uh, it was a blast last time. For folks who didn't watch the previous episodes or don't know who you are, do you mind giving yourself a little bit of an introduction?
1: Yeah, so uh, my name is Nick Wolf. Uh, I've been in the channel now for about thirteen years. Uh, I've spent about ten of those years over at Datto. Uh, last year, I was the director of partner acquisition at Evo Security. Did some great things in the MFA space. And earlier earlier this year, I got an offer that I couldn't refuse to join the great folks over at Cork. Uh, Cork is a cyber warranty vendor for MSPs, and
0: super excited to be a part of them. What uh, what is a cyber warranty? I am genuinely interested. Cause I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally get that. So, uh, and I went through the same thing. What, what is a cyber warranty? What's cyber? What's the difference between cyber insurance? It's the same thing, right? Well, when I think about a cyber warranty, I like to think about uh, a car warranty and car insurance, you know, car insurance is there. If you're driving a vehicle and you smack into something and you, if you have an accident, your, your car insurance provider is going to pay you off that accident. But um, a car insurance is different than a car warranty. When I think of a car warranty, I kind of think of a check engine light. You're driving your vehicle and something's wrong with one of the parts or components in that vehicle, and the check engine light appears, and you want to bring that vehicle into the shop to really prevent the likelihood from an accident from occurring in the first place. And that's really what we're trying to do here at Cork. We, we are a cyber warranty and think of us or all cyber warranties in general, think of them as a check engine light. So if EDR gets uninstalled, if MFA gets turned off, that could be a check engine light for an MSP to uh re-approach the cybersecurity posture to really make sure that there's no lapses in coverage of potential payouts from an insurance cyber insurance provider or a cyber warranty provider.
0: I think that makes a ton of sense. So like, uh, I always thought of car warranties as like, if there's a, a defect in your car that you were unaware of that should have not existed, you know, you didn't, you didn't look at the car facts from the car fox or whatever. That's, that's <laughs> immediately where my brain goes. Then a warranty would step into place and say, Hey, this isn't right. Let's, you know, make everybody whole. So it's not necessarily insurance, but it, in some ways, I want to say it, it acts, it provides the same outcome. Is that a fair assessment or?
1: Yep. At the end of the day, both insurance and warranty really wants to provide financial protection to the customer. And, um, you know, that's what we're looking to accomplish.
0: So in like which scenarios, um, and I know we're venturing into a world where you need to be a licensed insurance agent to talk about these things. So I guess all hypotheticals here, (laughs) in which scenarios are like, what would be the use case to have insurance instead of a warranty, warranty instead of insurance? On what would those be, or do you want both all the time? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, that that's really a great question. There, I would say in an ideal world, SMBs should have both cyber insurance alongside a cyber warranty, regardless of who your insurance provider is, regardless of who your cyber warranty provider. Um, because, as you know, Connor, really, cybersecurity needs to be a multi-layered approach. It's not just about selling, you know, one product, one service, and that's it. So the reason why we see that uh, cyber insurance should be paired with a cyber warranty is really to help fix the problem for SMBs with insurance, because what we've seen on our end is that, you know, cyber insurance uh, costs are really going through the roof and it's becoming way more complex to obtain a cyber insurance policy as well. You typically have to go through, you know, pages and pages of a cyber insurance questionnaire, that the MSP often has to fill out, and, and it can be a real pain to qualify for cyber insurance. And even if you can qualify for cyber insurance, sometimes it takes you know weeks or months to actually get a financial payout during an attack. That's where I would argue that a cyber warranty could really complement cyber insurance because oftentimes with a warranty, you're getting a pay, payout in a matter of hours, to days, and coverage can start in a matter of minutes without any lengthy security questionnaires getting involved.
0: So if a cyber insurance policy, and, and I've, I've talked many times on the podcast before that, the what it takes to get one is increasing in terms of, you know, I've made the joke that in like 2018, it was, you know, what's your company's revenue? You know, pinky promise that that's your actual revenue. Do you have a heartbeat? You'd get a policy. And now it's like multi-page questionnaires uh, going into what you deploy, how you deploy it, how often you deploy it, how do you verify it's properly managed? What is if a train leaves
1: Chicago at forty miles an hour and it runs into a train leaving New York at seventy two miles an hour, when do they cross? Like some of the questions are just so bizarre. It's like how do I even answer this?
0: What um, so if that's the process in in some cases to get cyber insurance, what like what is the process to actually get cyber warranties and what are those things on? So if a cyber insurance policy is on, like the client agrees that they are doing a set of things and they'll get a payout in X scenario. What are actual cyber warranties on? Like, what's the engine in this case going on, our analogy?
1: Yeah, so um, a Cork, we provide a, an inside-out approach. Uh, and I'm sure there's other cyber warranties out there that do it as well. But basically, with an inside-out approach, typically what happens is that the warranty provider is going to tie into the APIs of the MSP's tech stack. So their RMM tool, their EDR tool, their MFA tool, their email security tool, their security awareness training tool, etc. That way, the warranty provider can see in real time what cybersecurity measures are in place. So with the warranty vendor, they really don't have to approach the clients anymore saying, who do you use for MFA? Is EDR installed? You don't have to ask those questions in a lengthy security questionnaires because in real time, the warranty provider is going to be able to see all that information through the API. They're going to be able to see that, yep, this client has uh, 42 endpoints with uh, Ninja RMM installed on it. And all 42 endpoints are protected by, you know, Bitdefender or Sentinel-1 or, you know, whatever security tool you want to place there.
0: So it's the the engine in this case is the tool that should be deployed and managed effectively in an incline.
1: Correct. Which is often given out by the warranty
0: provider. So like up until now, the the scenario we've talked about is like the tool's not properly managed. Does this also, uh, just spitballing here because I know nothing about cyber warranties, would this also cover like defects in the tool as well or is that i, I don't even know if that's a cyber i don't even know what what
1: I Yeah yeah so in often cases it it, it will because um we could de- we could de- we can uh detect lapses of coverage so like for example say a client has 50 endpoints of RMM through uh, Connectwise, great, but only 45 of those 50 endpoints actually have some sort of EDR installed on it, like you know uh, Webroot, for example. There's five vulnerable endpoints that are out there with a cyber warranty platform. They're typically able to pinpoint, hey, there's a potential lapse of coverage over here because these five endpoints don't have any EDR installed on it. Someone dropped the ball or forgot to install uh, EDR on that machine. So yeah, there is ways to uh, be able to proactively
0: detect any sort of lapses of financial coverage. Why Why does it feel like cyber warranties are so much further ahead in terms of being able to detect things than cyber insurance? Is it the nature of how slowly insurance changes or what's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's a great question. I think what makes a cyber warranty kind of unique in particular is that we're With Cork in particular, we're specifically designed for MSPs, so our use cases are a lot more niche. We only sell our warranties through MSPs for the SMB clients that they serve. And, you know, what we're seeing with cyber warranties is really that that inside-out approach, being able to proactively monitor an MSP's environment for lapses of coverage is making a huge change because we're able, again, to see those heartbeats in real time. Whereas typically with cyber insurance, again, you're filling out that questionnaire on day one, answering a million checkboxes, a million questions. Uh, After policy activation, there's really no proactive monitoring to watch for drifts and changes or configurations. Yes, you might have Sentinel-1 installed on all your endpoints when you're checking that box on day one during the security questionnaire. But if something happens in the future where Sentinel-1 or whatever EDR is not installed, You're now in a lapse of coverage for a financial payoff from your insurance broker. That's why about a third of cyber insurance claims are actually denied.
0: That makes a ton of sense. I remember talking to an MSP owner um about sublimits and not even like discussing when they did or did not apply, but like the fact that they existed was a completely new thing to the MSP. So I was like, to to get to start like a super hypothetical scenario, I was like, what if one of your Users in your client gets gets their account stolen as a result of not enabling MFA and getting their password hacked. It's like a very common thing, and also one of the reasons why you should enable MFA. Yep. Like, well, does your policy have anything that's that states that you know in this event if that resulted in a larger scale breach we wouldn't pay because the source of entry is through this client, through this employee at this client that wasn't covered, even though you said they were. And they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's like,
1: and that's one of the advantages of a warranty is because most warranties are able to proactively alert the MSPs that saying, hey, you need to turn MFA on for you know Connor because Connor's the CEO. We want to make sure that he's protected with MFA. So you should know your financial payout before you even have to submit a claim because we're able
0: to tell you in advance that, yep, you qualify. That makes a ton of sense. How, how, where's the overlap between warranties and cyber insurance and do warranty? I'm sorry, do, do like cyber warranties communicate in any way with the insurance um, underwriters and whatnot? So
1: so it, uh, there is a little bit of overlap. So a lot of our MSPs, we, they utilize our cyber warranty as a uh, supplemental coverage to an existing cyber insurance policy, mainly because uh, with a cyber warranty, they're often able to pay off a cyber insurance deductible. And uh, cyber insurance deductibles, they could range $5,000, $50,000. It could be absolutely crazy. Whereas typically with cyber in- Uh, warranties, there's a $0 deductible. So if your clients get hit by an attack, it's really the cyber warranty that's paying off the cyber insurance deductible. And then the cyber insurance deductible kicks in for several million dollars worth of coverage based on the business and what they have set up. What I'll also mention is that typically with a cyber warranty, they cover some uh, aspects of the attack that are not covered by cyber insurance policies, such as wire transfer frauds, as well as uh, phishing attack uh, payments. And when I say phishing attack payments, I'm saying things like, you know, gift card fraud. You know, someone gets a text or an email from the CEO saying, hey, send me a gift card because uh, I'm in a meeting and I need a gift card right now. Believe it or not, those attacks do happen if you don't have proper uh, security awareness training in place. So it would cover things like that while also giving the customer instant access to funds. Again, most warranties are going to give payouts right then and there in a matter of hours to days, whereas insurance
0: could take weeks or months. I mean, those attacks also work from firsthand, not, not 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 firsthand experience in that they've worked on me, but from clients of ours who have said that their employees have gone through that. And also, every time we get a new employee, they instantly start getting bombarded with text messages from from me. Not really from me, but like from from me. I'm air quoting for those of you just listening. Yes.
1: Welcome to Finn. Um, new employee initiation. Go out to Target and get me a $500 gift card.
0: Yeah, the funniest is when they're like already my, like if, if I hired somebody that I knew before uh, they became an employee, and they're like, "Dude, why are you texting me from this random number?" I'm like, "What are you talking about? I'm in a meeting right now." And they're like, "Oh, this is must this must be one of those scams you told me about." Yep. So, why um why do warranties and insurance exist? Uh, it feels like they're both uh, trying to accomplish the same thing, which to to I guess quote you from earlier was um, mitigate like the financial loss as a result of cybersecurity incidents or some issues around the technology. Why is there a need for both at this exact point in time?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, cyber insurance has obviously been around forever. It's been around for years. And the the coverage there is really unlimited. You could get a $1 million policy. You could get a $100 million policy most cyber warranties, you're not going to find a multi-million dollar cyber warranty. It's really designed for a lower coverage amount, specifically designed for small businesses. I know that with Cork, we have a $100,000 plan and we have a $500,000 plan. Again, both can be paid out in a matter of days because they're specifically designed for small businesses. And um, really why there's a need for both Uh, In Cork's example is going back to my analogy of the check engine light of the uh, of the car, right? We're proactively alerting our customers for anything that's going wonky in their cybersecurity tech stack or their cybersecurity posture because we want to reduce the amount of uh, need to ever activate the cyber insurance policy in the first place. Obviously, if you need the cyber insurance policy, it's great that it's there. Uh, Cyber warranty should be covering the deductible for it. But, yeah, they they definitely complement each other for sure.
0: Um, Why do MSPs need both? Do they need one or the other, both in all scenarios and some scenarios? What's your, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, so I would say that in an ideal world, the the MSP should have both cyber insurance and a cyber warranty available to their customers. Uh, if the customer has neither, I would suggest starting off with a cyber warranty first, only because the ease it the ease of it. uh, An SMB can get a warranty uh, in a matter of minutes without any sort of lengthy security questionnaires or anything like that. It's going to be a fraction of the cost uh, of a cyber insurance policy. And uh, typically with cyber warranties, this is something that the MSP themselves can resell to their end user customers. Whereas typically with cyber insurance, the MSP might be helping out with some sort of questionnaires, but ultimately that relationship is going to be through the insurance broker and the end user. The MSP is sort of cut out because they don't have that brokerage license.
0: I think that makes a ton of sense. Um, For folks who wanted to connect with you or connect with Cork, where would you suggest they do that?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, Folks can reach out to us at CorkInc.com. So that's dot com. Or uh, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn.
0: Awesome. Folks, if you joined us and you've been listening or watching, we'll have links to Nick and we'll have links to Cork in the show notes. So feel free to connect with either uh, and ask questions, much like I've done today. I'm sure Nick would appreciate it. I'm sure Cork would as well. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me, Nick. It was a blast. Um, I hope, well, at least I got some value out of this. I learned a lot about warranties today. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, thanks for being here and we'll see you in the next episode. No problem.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about creating high quality security awareness training campaigns that engage employees and change their habits, then check out FinSecurity at P-H-I-N-S-E-C or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next time.